0: Now, the GOP candidate for the U.S. Senate race in the great state of Minnesota, Jason Lewis. Jason, welcome back to Point of View. Let's start, obviously, with the most important question. You went into emergency surgery. Uh, If you can want to share a little bit about what happened, just most importantly, how you doing?
1: I guess a week ago, today, uh, we went under the knife, got her fixed. Thank goodness for a great rural hospital in Hibbing, Range Fairview. It's really, really interesting, and it hits home now when you consider what the Medicare public option would do to rural hospitals Navigate consultant, as I told you before, said 49 Minnesota rural hospitals might close, over a 1,000 nationwide because of lower reimbursement rates under Tina Smith and Joe Biden's public options. So I found out firsthand how important a great rural medicine really can be, and I'm very grateful.
0: Well, you look great. It's really good to hear that you're having a speedy recovery and just know that you're in our thoughts and prayers. And so let's uh, talk about your race, just really Minnesota. You know, let me start here. You you come from the radio days. You've been following us now for a long time, former congressman. In your gut, what's your gut tell you about? Does President Trump win or Joe Biden?
1: I don't think there's any question that the late surge, and this is how elections are won, um, your poll in July is worth Well, if you spend five minutes on a poll in July, you've just wasted five minutes. Um, It's always a late break. Even with early voting, there's always a late break. And whoever gets that late break usually comes out on top. And I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever that the momentum and the late shift is going to President Trump and Jason Lewis in Minnesota. So I'm very optimistic in that regard. But I'm also concerned because of some of the early voting and how much the Democrats have put into that, although they basically abandoned a ground game. Um, and so we're, we're way ahead of them on that. So we'll see, but I, I feel very, very optimistic going into tomorrow. I don't think Minnesota and the country is ready to shred the bill of rights. I don't think Minnesota and the country are comfortable with a governor and an attorney general hiding behind a coronavirus to basically shut down a rally of the opposing party. That's terrifying to people and ought to be terrifying to people. Who are they going to shut down next?
0: That's a very, very good question. I want to, uh, Share with you something here that President Trump said. The governor
1: wants to play games. He's a weak governor. He's done a terrible job. You have 25,000 people. It's a disgrace.
0: Your thoughts, sir, on uh, what Governor Walz did there? I mean, shutting this thing down and, and President Trump saying, hey, he's a weak governor. He's done a terrible job.
1: Look, the Democrats are tone deaf on this issue. Last April, when I decided to go out and restart our campaign, after going along with a flattening the curve lockdown for 30 days, we saw the writing on the wall that they would exploit a public health challenge for political purposes, to harm the Trump economy, to control people, to tell them they couldn't go to church, couldn't have a backyard barbecue, and shut down businesses. I actually had a, a colleague of yours, not none in your particular office, of course, but but a colleague who said, well, why can't businesses operate on 25% revenue? And, and you just shake your head at this stuff. They were literally doing more harm than good. They were taking COVID positive patients out of hospitals, putting them in nursing homes, really infecting the most vulnerable while they were locking down the young and the healthy. Kids need to get back to school. Workers need to get back to work. People wanna go about their normal lives. And I really think this is, well, I'm not gonna call it a sleeper issue. I think it's coming back around now. And in the midst of that, Chris, You saw the Defund the Police movement, where Minnesotans saw fines and rallies and rodeos, or I should say fines for rodeos and and business owners, while criminals got off scot-free. This is really what this election has been about. The iron fist of state government, and now, if Tina Smith gets her way, Joe Biden and the national government coming down on American freedoms. That can't stand.
0: No, and what you're talking about, it almost feels like China-esque, and so I bring this up in the context of, you know, let's say you win this race, you get a chance now, you're going to be part of the conversation with this next administration, assuming President Trump wins, and President Trump says, hey, Senator Lewis, um, I'm curious, we all know what what China did to our nation, what do you think we should do to China? What's your response to him?
1: Well, the first thing to do is get the Iron Range open and quit importing precious minerals from China. We get 90% of our titanium from the uh, Communist Chinese while we've got them right on the range. And yet Betty McCollum and Tina Smith have teamed up to block mining on the range. Second thing I'm going to do, first call I'm going to make is to Josh Hawley, the senator from Missouri, and say, Senator, where do I sign on as a co-sponsor to undo Section 230 for big tech? Enough of these monopolies censoring Americans. That has got to stop if we're going to keep our free republic going. So there's lots of things we can do right off the get-go, and I can hardly wait.
0: A lot of great stuff obviously happened with election night tomorrow night. So stick around. We'll tell you all about that. Please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.